And we're live here, episode 27 of the Lucas Grandsire Podcast. We know what it is, podcast, super creative name, super creative host, all that good stuff. I'm excited about today's guest. We've got Adam Martin, who, uh, as we know, works for pretty much everybody in this industry. What's going on, sir? How are you? I'm good, man. Don't have to call me sir, man. We're all on the same level. We're all MMA journalists, right? Writers, so no worries, man. But I appreciate being on your show, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for asking me to come on. Of course, but it's kind of weird when you have a young guy like me calling like people like bro and man, like some some guy. I mean, some fighters have responded weird to that. Like we're like, we're not friends. It's like my guy. It's just like a way of referring to people. But right, right. people are weird about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, just trying to be uh, casual, right? For sure. Uh, tell us a little bit about about your background, man, because we were talking about it off screen. But it's like. It is tough to find a good background for these interviews. I feel like a lot of guys went from whatever was currently in their home office with the bookshelf, with books they don't read, but I feel like you're, you're a lot more original with what you went with. Yeah, thanks. You know what, man? I can't take all credit for it. It's actually like my fiance's idea, so I got to give her the credit because I was going to do the poster thing, right? And a lot of people do that. It looks great, but uh, why not be a little bit different? And you know what? I've, I've had these things like in boxes for like the last 10 years. It's not like I, like I never played with them. Right? I just bought them because I thought maybe in the future they'd be worth something, right? Like they're not, they're not being made anymore by this company round five, but they're pretty cool. Right. Um, but I was like, they're sitting in a box. So let's just use it. So but I appreciate it, man. There we go. I'm back. Now I, I bought the, the figures that came out that everybody criticized. You know, I think it was like Connor, Habib, all those guys. Were oh, okay. You got those? Oh, that's awesome, man. That's sweet. <laughs> I, I was thinking like it was going to be like a cool thing to put in the background. And then I got them and I realized like they're not as cool as I pictured. Like I know people were talking about the fact they had cankles, but once I saw them in person, it was like, this, this was not what I pictured. Yeah. 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 No, I appreciate it, man. I got some other ones over there. Like I might, I might swap some out. I've had this one for a little while, but I got everyone there. I got Anderson and you know, Rich Franklin, who else? Dana. I can kind of see them from behind me. Chael, all yeah. the legends, man. There's a few other guys, like, but some of the guys that were cut from the UFC over there, you know, older guys and not like guys like Benson Henderson. I don't know if I want him on my. It's not like if I had another row though at the bottom, not, 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 no, no shade of Benson, but <laughs> he's not like on the same level as an Aldo or a Randy. If you look at who's behind me right now, you know what I mean? So there's only so much room, Lucas. I can't put everyone behind me. Um, but yeah, I do have another box. I'll probably swap some out too now that we've talked about it a little bit. Maybe mix it up a little bit, right? It's funny you talk about Benson Henderson. I remember <laughs> there was a time where, like, you know, Benson Henderson was like the man, you know what I mean? And Joe Rogan's been on this big thing telling people how he's the guy behind the calf kicks and everything. And I feel like the move to Bellator sort of messed with his legacy a little bit. Like, I feel like yeah. we don't see him, you know, even with the figure collection, right? We don't see him. No, the same I feel bad now. He's just the first guy in the box over there that's like my, my extras yeah. box. And like now I'm singling the poor guy out. Who's behind him? Um, Tiago Alves. Yeah, see, Tiago, he's not on the same level yeah. as Randy and these guys. So that's all it is. It's nothing personal against him. But uh, yeah, um, anyways, man. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Uh, like I said, it was her idea, so I can't take all the credit for it. Well, that's the thing is you have to have someone, too, that's sort of outside the box. Like, is she in the MMA bubble, or is this someone that sort of knows what you're doing from, like, an outside perspective? Uh, <laughs> no, man. Like, when I met her, she had only... I remember like our first day, I was like, you watched this before? And she's like, uh, I've seen a few fights here and there, but like she didn't know anything about it. Now she watches it every weekend with me and, oh, yeah. you know, she's picking the fights with me and stuff now. And yeah, she like, yeah. So it, it helps, man. But I've only, like, we've been dating for three years, you know, like I was a single guy for a long time, man. You know what I mean? So like most of Saturday nights were spent with me or with James Lynch. We, me and him used to watch fights like every weekend and Kareem Zidane, these guys and Carlin Barsley, like my friends that were up here in Toronto and, and like we used to watch them all the time. Life's changed now, obviously, you know. We've all moved on. Like those guys live on the other side of the country now. Like I'm still in like, Toronto and they're over in like Vancouver, right? But 
And then my friend Carlin's case, he's in Taiwan. So, I mean, like, you know, things change, right? But you always have those guys. It's always good to have people, man, you know, like uh, good friends, like solid people, you know, like good, um, just good mentorship if you can, but good, just having good peers in your life, especially in this, in this industry where it's kind of like cutthroat a little bit and everyone's kind of selfish in this industry. You know, like, I would say everyone, but a lot of people are, man, not everyone, man. Like I try to give good advice and general James does. And, but I think a lot of people are just kind of about themselves, you know, that's just how, how it is. There's not many jobs, right? It's a tough business, man. I know I see your tweets, man. You're always talking about like, Hey, like I want to get more work and stuff. Like it's tough, right? It's a grind. Like I've been in this for 10 years, Lucas. Like now I'm finally starting to like make it, you know, after 10 years, bro. So it's tough, man. But if you really love it, man, you'll stick with it, you know? I feel like that's the way it is, right? There's a lot of people that see it selfishly. And I mean, you know, in certain situations, I do sort of have to look at it selfishly because, you know, at the end of the day, like you're the one who wants to do this full time, right? And that wants to, mm -hmm. you know, try and make a go of it. But, you know, for a lot of things, like I know you put out that you were trying to go full time. I believe if I'm getting that correctly, James had said he was looking for work, John Coe, all those guys. And it's like, you know, those are good people in the industry. Like their success has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? It costs nothing to put a retweet, maybe help some some eyeballs i would have wanted them at their side so i feel like there's you know when there's good people you have to support them and if you're good it doesn't matter if they pick up other jobs or not like if you're good someone's going to recognize that at some point yeah no for sure man like i said though like i've been in this i've been grinding for a while man like i know like how long have you been in this game lucas a few years maybe you know what people people some people discover me Longer than late, Longer five than years late? oh I mean, nice, five, nice five, five, yeah it's been a little bit we've reached wow, dude, where that's it's awesome. like we have to start making something of it. Like, you know, yeah. at some point it's like, you've been here a while. Loki. You've been in school the whole time or like you, you were a student, weren't you? Like I saw you tweeting about stuff like a while ago. I don't know. You're from France or something or. Yeah, that's a, all of that is correct. Yeah. I was in college okay. in France and then, you know, graduated this past summer, came back to the States. And now it's like, I got to work the, you know, the, the shitty side job that you use to inspire people. When you say like, you know, now that I made it, it's from working here and blah, wait, blah, wait, blah. Where are you working now then besides this, obviously? <laughs> uh amazon amazon xl so like if you were to order like a big couch or a huge nordic track yeah, yeah. you'd have like a regular guy like me getting out the truck to drag it up the stairs for you that's okay but dude i've worked in other i've worked other jobs this whole time too man i mean that's what a lot of us have had to do you know yeah so you're doing the right thing man you're just grinding and but it's tough right like you, like you would hope that there's more jobs the sports getting bigger right so you'd hope there's yeah. more jobs built. it just feels like it's tough man uh, you know, or the weird thing is when you see these outlets come in and they're like really excited, like they hire all these people. And James has been kind of a victim of that lately with stuff like line movement and uh, even um, the score, right, where they come in, they have this huge project, everything's great. And then out of nowhere, lots of these outlets leave. Like it's it, it's a shame because, you know, for some people, it does leave them without a job at the end of the day, like kind of like the athletic did. I didn't you know, I wasn't a big fan. I understood it. But, you know, you're not a big fan when you see stuff like that happen to people. Yeah, no, it's tough, man. I mean. Is what it is, you know? What's your goal in the business, Lucas? Like, what do you want to do in here, man? That's a good question. You know, I, I mean, full-time right now is like the the goal. With what does full-time mean to you? Like, what is, I want to, I'm curious to hear what someone else thinks a full-time job in this business as someone who does work in it full-time now. Like, what does it mean to you? What's a, what's a full-time job for you in MMA? I mean, for me, it's like you wake up in the morning and you know, like, all right, I've got three interviews, got videos I need to edit. I've got a bunch of articles I need to write up for stuff. Like, you know, your whole day is spent around all the content you're going to do and, I mean, you know, the way I am is if I know I need a certain amount of stuff done I, in a certain amount of time, I'm going to get it done. But if it's like up to you, man, do what you feel, I'm going to start procrastinating. But if it's like I need, I don't know, man, seven articles, three videos done, a couple of transcriptions, it's going to get done. But for me, that's what it is. Like your whole day is spent, you know, working on content and just, yeah. you know, with whatever website you're with.
Yeah, and that's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. And it's like it's not like well, I don't know what maybe some of these big websites and maybe their their guys only work five days a week. I don't know, but I know I, I work seven days a week. You know, because that's how a business is. It's a it's a twenty four seven news cycle, Lucas. You know, so you're always kind of on the clock, especially with COVID. I haven't really, you know, I can't go anywhere anyways. So the last yeah. year has been me at home, like grinding away, right? Like I've been doing more than more than I have ever. And that's what I wanted to do, right? So, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite thankful, man. It's tough though. You know, Lucas, like it's, um, it's a grind, man. It's a grind. But I feel like, you know, you're a guy that I see that's like a talented guy and you seem to like love the sport, right? Like it's, I'll tell you right now, man, the only, I'll tell you why I, I have made as far as I have. And I'm, listen, man, I'm, there's guys that are way ahead of me. No doubt about it. You know, I'm, I, I, every day I wake up thinking like, I could lose my job. So I'm, I work as hard as I can every day because I have that mentality because it's happened to me before where I just woke up like, one day and lost my job. It's happened to me many times in this business. So that's the mentality you have to have, man. Every day is like, you're, you're, it's like a job interview every day. That's, that's, that's what you have to do in, in this, uh, in this business. I think, cause you know, it's, it's doggy dog, right. But the passion for the sport, man, you know, that's, that's what I love more than anything. It's the sport, you know, it's, it's the fights, man. That's, that's what it's all about, man. It's the fights and, you know, the fighters, right? Like if, without the fighters, there wouldn't, wouldn't be anything. And you're saying that to me, it's like a lot of my content is dependent on these guys. And it's like, yep. you know, every end of the year, I like to put out a statement kind of thanking everybody, but it's like, I can't express how much it means to me. Like some of these athletes, it's like, you know, I think, you you know, I have to reintroduce myself every time I talk to you, but you still took the time to do it. Like it's, it's such a cool thing, how accessible these guys are. And you, you know, for a lot of these people, including myself, like you got to enjoy it while it lasts. Cause we might get to a point where it's like, you can't talk to anybody because everyone's protected by agents or organizations. Yeah, no, that's true. It's just, it, you know, the sport's still pretty new, right? Like it's, it's still a new opportunity, man. Like, you know, you didn't get in too late. Like if you've been here for five years, Lucas, that's, that's good, man. It's, and you're a lot farther than a lot of people, right? I couldn't imagine if you were just trying to get into it now, like you'd have to be like really talented yeah. or have like an angle. Like for instance, there's those guys in, I think Sweden, they have cams at your Like that's their guy, right? Like, but they're, they, they're hedging on him and he's sick right now. So it's like, that's crazy, you know, to me. Like you have to love that. You have to just love the sport and, and care about all the fighters, really, man. And just care about the sport, Lucas. It's all about the passion for the sport, man. I'll tell you that right now, dude. I wouldn't have gone as far as I can, as far as I have, without loving this sport and you know, being on top of it and watching every fight, you know, missing things in my life, man, for this. You know, like missing birthdays, missing like weddings, you know, things that you want to be at because you had to do this. You know, that's what it takes, man, to, to get there, you know, in this in this industry. It takes, you know just giving up a lot of things, man, for this. Um, and not everyone wants to make that sacrifice, bro. I think that that's something too. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, look at these journalists. They're all millionaires. Blah, blah. Most of these guys are fueled on passion. Like if you yeah. look at these paychecks, you'd laugh at, at a lot of people. There's you know, a few but, guys doing well in this business. Oh, man. Yeah. There's like, there's like, you know, the guys at ESPN, obviously, oh, and, yeah. they, and they should be doing well. I mean, they work at ESPN, right? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I think everyone's, you know, it's like a normal job, really. You know what I mean? It's not like crazy, but we do it because we love it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So that's what it comes down to. But it's tough in the beginning, man, because like, dude, come on. I've, I've worked for I've worked for free for a while and, you know, for, for peanuts. And, you know, it's like it's such a grind. It's so stupid. It's like, why do I have to do this? But that's just how it is in this dumb business. Sometimes journalism is, you know, it's all about just like putting that the time in almost like you need that time. Lucas. like, you know, I used to think like five years, five years is a lot. Don't get me wrong. But wait till you're 10 years in, man. Yeah. Then people are going to be like, "Oh, you have ten years." It's like, yeah, you know. So you got you got a lot you got a lot to uh, to 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 learn in the next five years, man. But you're going to enjoy it too, you know. It's it's the next five years will be probably the best five years of your career. 
But that's the funny thing too, is it's like, you know, it, it's a grind and everything, but it's like, you know, you love it so much. Like that's what yeah. you do. It's like, you enjoy yeah. talking to these guys, doing the yeah. podcast and stuff. It's, I mean, it's fun. And, and that's, yeah. the, that's what propels you to go that far is the fact that you just enjoy doing this so much. Hell yeah, man. That's, that's all it is, man. Like I love talking shop, you know, like, like, dude, I, I do, I used to do this for free. Like I talked to my friends about the fights. Like we'd watch yeah. the fights. Like I'd write about the, I, you know what I mean? Just cause I loved it. Right. So yeah, that's, it. it is all about that, man. It really is. I mean, the cool thing for you too, is that you knew a lot of guys, like, you know, you mentioned James Lynch off the top. It's like, that's someone you knew like outside of like the internet. Like a lot of these people, it's like, or like us, for example, it's like, we know each other through the internet. But mm. when you have those people that you know in person, I feel like that gives you an extra little advantage too, being able to sit down in real life with someone and talk about the industry. Yeah. Me and James are like, we're, we go way back now. It's, we've almost been friends for 10 years now. I mean, he was one of the first guys that ever like reached out to me. Like just, uh, he was working at Fight Network, I think at the time, or, or maybe it was Discovery Channel. I can't remember where he was right now. You could ask him, but, uh, he might've been at TSN and Discovery Channel at the time. Anyways, he reached out to me. I was working at the score and, uh, he was like, Hey, I, you know, I saw you're an MMA guy and we just like hooked, hooked up and we were friends like ever since, man, you know? And he lives on the other side of the country now, but we're still good friends, right, Lucas? But like now, like I don't know if people make those connections anymore. We had a really good community of guys up here in Toronto. Like we really did, man. Like I'm just gonna name these guys, like, like, like James, you know, Kareem, like Carlin, Tim, Steve. I'm, I'm just forgetting guys. Alex, I'm forgetting some people. Obviously, sorry guys, but uh, we had a, we had a great group of guys, right? Not only that, but like also my own, like my own friends from like school and stuff. Like I, you know, from university and, and high school, Lucas, like I was fine. Those guys loved MMA too. So it was like, I was all around me for a while, like, like around that 2010 era, you know, it was all around me. And, um, yeah, it was, it was an exciting time, man. So, oh man, there's some breaking news here. Endeavor's buying out UFC, what 100% of the MMA company. Wow. That's crazy. I just see this. Wow. So we get, we get the live reaction. Of yeah. We're seeing it right now. Endeavor is buying out UFC. Wow. I mean, that seemed inevitable, right? Like they kind of told, you know, they told everybody without telling them like, this is what we're going to do next. Like this, you know, it seemed like everything was geared up for this to happen. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, I just don't understand. Like, uh, Endeavor's buying out UFC. Okay. Yeah. I see, honestly, man, I'm on a business savvy guy. I gotta be completely honest with you. So I have to like read the sentence over buying out the UFC. Well, hundred percent in the company. Oh, that's interesting, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we knew this was happening, right? So. Um, here's the thing, man. I'm, I'm curious, like to see what, what this, uh, you know, the sale of this does, uh, as far as John Jones and stuff goes, you know what I mean? Like, man, because that, of all that is so frustrating. Yeah. It's, it's like, you have the money. It's like people, you know, you make the fights the fans want to see, right? What happened to that? Like that? I mean, I know all of it's, everybody's negotiating, but man, that is such a frustrating thing to watch, you know, unfold on Twitter of all places. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to see this. Holy smokes, man. That's crazy. Yeah, everyone's like talking about it now, huh? Like it's we got some live reaction here, Lucas. There we go, man. See, yeah. I, I did finish my shift, so you know I don't have to get it right now. But otherwise, if I wasn't doing this with you, I'd be getting this right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm here with you, so it's all good. I am done at four o'clock, so I'm good. <laughs> there we go. You you mentioned covering this sport for ten years and stuff. What's like fueling you during those ten years? Because obviously you've got passion, you enjoy doing it, but at some point you have things like burnout and even like motivation. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so what, what fuels you during this time to, you know, keep at it, even though it's not always in an ideal condition. It was the passion for the sport, man. It really was. Cause I've left the industry before, you know what I mean? Cause I, I was yeah. so burned out from it. Um, so I started writing about it in 2011, I believe. Yeah. 2011. And then, uh, 2015 or something, like I had some things happen in my life and just my personal life. And it just was very stressful. And I was working a lot at that time. Like 
I had, I had the job memory and I was also working at a newspaper here, Charles Star. So I had like two jobs at once and it was, you know, it was tough, man. And I just was so burned out. So I took, a, I took a full year off, like 2000, I think it was 2016. I didn't do anything for that whole year. I needed a year off to like recharge and just like realize what I wanted to do. So I tried going back to school, actually. I originally went to school for sports journalism and, and um, I went back for sports management, but it wasn't for me, man. And uh, I emailed my old boss at uh, M.A. Osbaker, Nick Kalikas, uh, guy from on the line, as you know, for, with uh, your boy, Brandon Fitzgerald. Yeah, 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 of course. So, you know, Nick, uh, Nick helped me out, man. And, you know, uh, it was me getting back into it. Uh, I think that was five years ago, right? So I took a year off. And then since then, it was like, it's just been me kind of grinding and stuff. And then a couple of years ago, I got the job BJ Penn, which really helped me out because it's like a bigger reach. Like we have a lot of readers, right? So it's good, man. And then it's it's helped me out, and some, and then on these like the tweets on the TV, I don't know who's doing it, but it helps, yeah. man. Like I've had people, like I've had people reach out and be like, "We want to offer you a job because of this." I was like, "What the hell?" Wow. Yeah, man, it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty great, right? So, yeah, I mean, not not a lot of people, like one people, but one person. Hey, hey, it's that's the, that's <laughs> the one. That's someone. That's I know. Something. I know. I was like, really? I was like, okay. They're like, yeah, I saw your tweet, and like, we like you. So, like, you know, it's and it wasn't really much. It was a little bit of writing, but still, right? Like, it helps. So, but yeah, I mean. But the reason you see my tweets, bro, is because like I call it like it is, man. And I'm not scared of my opinion. That's the one thing I think, you know, the media in this industry needs to work on is just like being a little bit more critical and and yeah. just calling it like it is. I feel like a lot of people are just kind of playing up to the UFC and Dana White a lot of the time. Lucas and the fighters, like they're always kind of sucking up, like kind of annoying. Like I understand you have to play the game. We all know that you have to play the game, but like you can also like give your opinion, man. Like, yes, people are people seem to be really sensitive in this business. For some reason but you call it like it is bro you know what i mean like we're, we're, we gotta have an opinion i think that's the one thing man it's like you gotta stand out you have to like you have to have your own opinion you can't agree with everyone you know and you have to like yeah. kind of speak out a little bit too and be a little bold sometimes you know be bold that was advice given to me years ago man by someone be bold you know like it's good advice right Oh man, I, I get that too. And it's tough when you do like a, a lot of interviews because you know, you know, these guys personally, and there, there's been a few times where I went to tweet something, you know, a little bit critical, fair. And then for a second you hesitate to say, like, oh, but I talked to that fighter and you're like, well, hold on. Are you being unbiased if you're doing that? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing as a, you know, whether you're a journalist or people consider you whatever, like you can't let these guys change your opinion too. And we see a lot of, you know, a lot of cookie cutter like tweets, right? Everybody's tweeting the same thing. Like John Jones needs money. John it's like, give, give me more than that. Like we all agree they need more money, but it's like, what can you bring more to the table than just telling me what I already know? No, it's true. I'm really curious to see, um, you know, how much, uh, he gets from man from this fight, you know, cause I think everyone has it. The thing is, Duke is like, a lot of fans don't understand numbers, right? Like I follow the other sports too, you know, like I loved the other sports like baseball and hockey and stuff before I loved, um, MMA, right? Like when I was a kid and stuff. So I've always followed that stuff. Those sports, like, if you if you know those numbers, like you, you realize like how underpaid the, the UFC oh, yeah. athletes are compared to them, right? But the average fan doesn't understand that. Like they don't care about that, Lucas. They just want to see the the action, you yeah. know. Like if I told my parents, like or someone, you know what I mean? Like, hey, John Jones needs to be paid more money. They're gonna be like, who who's John Jones? You know what I mean? Um, actually, I think they know who he is. They know who John Jones is, but uh, they're gonna be like, well, how much does he get paid, right? Like, but you know, it's crazy. Like baseball, right? Like, there's this guy, Francisco Lindor, great player turns down 10 years, 325 million. Cause he wants 12 years, 385. Like, and you look at John Jones, he's like, he turned down eight to 10 million. Apparently he wants, I don't know, 20 million, I guess. Like I'm not sure what he wants, but that's like more than reasonable, isn't it? Like it seems reasonable, but for some reason, man, it's like, you know, they don't want to pay it, but 
you're right, man. Like you can hear like I'm more passionate about it. You kind of, you have to have that, that fire about it, right? Like I want these guys to be paid more money, man. Like I really do, you know, but at the end of the day, it's just that for some reason is part of this industry, the low pay in, in general, Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it goes from the fighters to like, I don't know, like there's some people making good money, like the agents, like Ali and those guys like Malky, they're making great money. Like, and they were, they were smart to get in the agency side of it. You know what I mean? Like, man, if I, if I could have did it over again, Lucas, maybe that was a way, you know, oh, yeah. it, like 10 years ago. Right. Like imagine, right. I don't know if you could do it now, but back then, cause it was such an opportunity. Right. But at the end of the day, man, it's, it's all about loving it, you know, and, and, and putting in that, that, uh, that, that passion and, and making sure people know that. Well, you know, you, you mentioned the pay thing, especially when you come from other sports. Like, you know, for a long time, you know, I was the soccer guy, you know, uh, obviously being French, you know, I was going to be a big soccer fan. But, you know, I was the dude at school that was big into soccer. And the thing about soccer is when you look at these salaries, like there's no salary cap outside of like the MLS. So some of these guys are making outrageous money, mm-hmm. like to the point where sometimes you'll hear like, oh, this guy's getting paid three million. And you're not phased by it. You're like, oh, only three million, even though you've never seen three million in your life. And you get to fighting where you hear their prelim guys in the UFC making 10K to show, 10K to win. And it's like, that's insane how different the sports are when UFC is a brand. Like you say UFC, whether a guy's a fan or not, they know instantly what you're talking about. So it is crazy when, when you hear the amounts and, you know, but I, I think a big thing we saw on Twitter today where Derek Lewis like, I'll do it for 8 million. People are kind of weird about it because uh, they, they were like, oh, see, this is the problem, blah, blah. Obviously, Derek is joking, but they do have a point in terms of, there's always someone willing to do it cheaper. You know what I mean? Like if a, if a prelim guy starts complaining about money, you can cut him and bring on an LFA guy who's willing to do it for 10K, 10K. So yeah. it's, uh, it's going to be very hard. And people talk about the union. It's going to be very tough to get stuff like that done, man. I, I don't even mm-hmm. know logistically how they can get stuff like that done. Man, there's no way. Not in the, like, I don't think – like it would take a guy – well, I mean, John Jones could be the trailblazer for it. You know, that would be the guy. Like if you have to be John, you know. Or Connor, but Connor's not gonna, you know, no. he won't, he won't do that. He's he's a guy that's all about himself. But I think John could be the one guy that's he's standing up to the UFC now, you know. But there's been guys in the past too, Lucas, like Randy Couture. You know, he stuck it to the man, and we're yeah. they didn't get him anywhere. You know, there's been guys like that in the past. Um, so it's not like John's the first guy, but this is like a different moment in time, and the sport's a lot bigger now. So twenty, you know, especially depending on what what this gets sold for. Um, I was listening to someone say $12, $12 billion could be what the UFC is worth now, which is insane because yeah. they bought it for 4.2, I believe, a few years ago. I think it was four years ago. So it's worth 12 now. But like, come on, Lucas, and the pay's not gone up with that, right? Wasn't it crazy that we're talking about, you know, the value of the UFC, the pay's not going up, and guys like Overeem and Junior Dos Santos are getting cut, and a big motivation is how much they're getting paid. So it's like you're still cutting corners when – you can afford to pay all these guys, like, and the roster is mm-hmm. still expanding. It's it's crazy when you hear stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I definitely think the junior cut and the overing cut, like, that was more financially motivated, in my yeah. opinion, than you know them being old and the people saying like, "Oh, Dana doesn't want to think we get hurt anymore." I'm like, "What?" Like, Dana doesn't care, man. Come no. on, he like he cares to a certain extent, like as much as like it affects his business. I don't like it's just the hurt business, bro. They call it the hurt business for a reason. Like these guys get beat up for a living, like. I don't think fans really realize what these guys go through sometimes, you know, like the training camps and then the fights, like it's brutal, Lucas. It's crazy how many fights some of these guys have had. It's just like a guy like Cerrone or Sanchez, like 60, 60 fights or whatever. Like it's crazy, man. Or 50 fights, like, you know, so nuts. I mean, we talk about those two cuts. I think the Junior Dos Santos, that one seemed kind of justified. Like, I'm sure you could have given him lower level guys if you really wanted to keep him around. But that one to me kind of seemed like, you know, maybe it was time. But the Overeem, like Overeem was competing with, you know, every time you throw him a guy slightly under the top five, boom, he'd, he'd beat him. So 
that the offering one to me, like when you hear he was making what was it like eight hundred k fight or something crazy. That one it was like okay, that's definitely money. But mm-hmm. you know, but like I said, Junior, I can understand the Overeem one. It's like you you could still use him to build up yeah. guys like you did with Francis and a few others. Yeah, but they'd rather pay a guy like Chris Dawkins or Tom Aspinall like twelve yeah. mil, twelve thousand or whatever they make twenty twenty thousand. Yeah. Like it's it's terrible, right? It's how it is, man. Once they become stars, they'll make more money. But yeah, I mean, it's just tough, Lucas. Like, you know, we got to worry about ourselves too, you know. As much as, like, I'm like, hey, I'm stopping you for the fighters. Like, I don't really think they care how much we make, quite frankly. No. I don't think they're like, yo, the journalists aren't making more money, right? So you don't see me, like, crying about it. But I could definitely, like, you know, a guy like John Jones, he, I just think he's the best fighter, like, probably of all time, in my opinion. Like, in his prime, I've never seen anyone better, man. Just yeah. unbelievable, you know. And, uh, yeah, man, he was, he's a special guy. I, you know, Lucas, I was lucky enough to watch a few of his fights in person, man. I saw the fight with Gustafson. That was incredible. It was an yeah. amazing fight, man. I saw the fight with uh, Machida where he choked him out. That was sick. And then um, what was the other? Oh, Vitor Belfort where he submitted him after like almost getting finished himself. That was a crazy yeah. fight too. So yeah, John John's amazing. Like I just love the guy, right? But in general, it's like I don't think these guys care how much we make. No. You know what I mean? That, and that's the thing too is you know sometimes you feel like the journalists care more about the union than the fighters do. I know. I, I agree. That's the thing. I'm like yeah. that's why I don't go crazy about it. You exactly. know. I, I used to be a little bit more like, hey, like, you know, heave ho, you know, Lucas is like, yeah. like these guys, like, we gotta, stop, you know, we have to get up, the fighters have to get more money. Like, I still argue for that. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not yeah. like crazy about it. Like, they can hire lawyers themselves. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're they have to be smarter about it, man. You know, I understand the fighters like they're focused on their own careers and stuff, but like, I don't know. They just need to make more money, man. And that's the thing. You'll see people on Twitter crying about it every fight. Every it's like, listen, we all get it, but at the end of the day, like they have agents, right? They some of them, and some of them have an entire team of people. Like I shouldn't have to harp about it. They should, their team should be taking care of that. Not I shouldn't be crying about it on my podcast. So it definitely feels like sometimes people are excessive about it. It's like we all get it, but it's like at the end of the day, they're the ones that are surrounded by the people that can make stuff happen. You know, more than we can behind a computer screen. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I agree. And you mentioned the, the thing about John Jones. And first of all, all three fights you watch, like iconic. Like those, when you go back on the resume, like Belford, Machida, and all those fights, people are going to look back on his career. But I, I love watching greatness. You know what I mean? People talk about watching a guy like, you know, Brady, LeBron James, and how great they are. But I feel like we're about to get something big too with Francis Ngannou, right? It does feel like we're about to enter an interesting time in heavyweight war or potentially a piece of heavyweight history. Yeah, I love this guy, man. I was, I was happy to win a little bit of money on him winning. Oh, yeah. That fight the other day. Yeah, I won a little bit of money because uh, I thought he was going to win. I thought he was going to win last time too, but uh, <laughs> yeah. this time I was just way more confident. I mean, the guy's just a different fighter now. Like I watch these – like Lucas, I, I watch these fights again and again, man. Like I do tape study, right? So like – because I do bets. So like I have to like yeah. watch them deep. So I go back and watch them. It's like he wasn't there mentally in the fight, man, yeah. in that fight. In the Derek Lewis fight especially, he just wasn't there mentally. Like he just – he couldn't turn the switch on, you know. But yeah. since then, it's like he turns the switch on now. Like I don't think this guy's going to be beaten. Jones is obviously the only guy that can beat him. That's why it's such a great fight, right? Because John is basically unbeatable for most for the most part. Although I I thought he lost his last two fights, to be honest with you, man. I thought yeah. Reyes beat him. I thought that uh, I thought Tiago Santos beat him too. That was a close fight, but I thought he won three rounds to two, you know. But I still think it's an intriguing matchup because of his style, right? Um, but Nagano, the UFC's obviously wanted this guy to be a champ for a while, right? Because yeah. he's super <laughs> mar- he's super marketable. He's amazing. Great story. He's just a beast. Like you put him on a poster, it sells, right? It's like he's kind of like Brock Lesnar was, right? Like yeah. when you when I used to like when I was just a casual fan of this, 
I, you know, I go to like the, the sports bar, you see the poster of Brock Lesnar and you're like, Oh man, I can't wait to watch that fight. Right. <laughs> yeah, they do that. Yeah. yeah. That's not, that's how they, that's how they get the casual fans. Right. They're going to do this with, with Francis and Jones. It's going to be like, they'll probably market it as the biggest fight of all time. I would imagine like the biggest heavyweight fight in UFC history. It is, it, it, it is right. Like yeah. this fight's amazing. They need to make this fight. Like I can't understand the fans, man, that are like, I'd rather see Derek Lewis get the title shot. Like, are you kidding me? No. This is the time to make this fight. Like you can't wait. If you wait too long, it will never happen. Plus, it's like, how long have we talked about John Jones to heavyweight? Like, I remember my mom was telling me about it like six years ago. Like, oh, what's going on with John Jones and heavyweight? It's like, I, you know, and we're finally here. And I feel like we're close. We're seeing the, the cheeks getting bigger when we see the pics on Instagram. Like, I feel like we're so close to it. And it's like, you know, don't mess it up now. I know. We have to do it, man. Um, now, because in this sport, like, you're not promised tomorrow, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, you're never promised tomorrow. Like, you're never promised uh, at these fights because uh, – you know, anything could happen, man, in this sport. Like injuries, COVID, drug tests, John, John's case, a lot of <laughs> but yeah, UFC two hundred. I mean, remember that? Like, geez, yeah. that was terrible. It happened, I think, like what a couple days before the fight, like three days, right? And then yeah. Anderson filled in. I completely forgot about that. I was reading that like yeah. going through Daniel's uh I was like, Oh yeah, he fought Anderson in a non title fight, even though he was champions three rounds because it was like two days notice or whatever, but yeah, that yeah, that was crazy. I love John though, man, but yeah, he's he's been kind of a little bit flaky. Um, you know, the last couple of years, right? But the other thing about John Jones, I feel like the sense of urgency is that, you know, the question is, is he still in his prime? Like, I feel like the, his last two fights really scared people. Like, I know some of it, you know, you you ask yourself, did he take it seriously, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, it's a fist fight. You know what I mean? Like, you have to take it seriously to a degree. So I feel like you have to make it now too because we're trying to figure out, is he still in his prime or not? Like, is this is this the John Jones or is this kind of like a Roy Jones Jr. where you become the name? Obviously, it sounds weird saying that about John Jones, but I do feel like we're at a point where we're questioning it. Well, at least I'm questioning: Is he still in this prime? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I was I was reading an article today. I think I said they're in their prime, and then I was like, "Is he? Though? Like, <laughs> yeah, is, he hasn't looked that great, but like, man, he looks great. Like physically, he looks amazing, right? At two fifty, like he's looks strong. Like, I mean, the guy's an absolute beast of an athlete, man. Like, just a, he could have did any sport he wanted. I bet you know. I think if he wanted, he you know, he could have easily. That's what makes me a little bit sad, right? Because he could have easily did like basketball, Lucas, or like um, football or something, and like his brothers did, and made a lot more money. I guarantee you, his brothers make a lot more money than him, right? Arthur and Chandler are they more That's famous true. than him? No, no, they're not yeah. more famous than him. So it's kind of messed up, right? But he chose MMA, and we're so thankful to have a guy like that in the sport because he's so special. But it'd be nice if the sport paid him back because, like, I think a lot. He was saying, you know, I made two million dollars for all these fights, um, like during his run. He should have been making probably eight to ten million at that point. Now he should be making twenty, thirty, or fifty or hundred million. Like I really don't know. Like this fight could be huge, man. I think it could be huge. The the funny thing is, you know, John Jones and I think his coach posted the picture where he was posing with John, and John looked noticeably thicker. And that's one of those things like you see and you know what they're doing because it's going to get written up on every website. And everyone's in the call. Oh my God, John! John is fat. John is this. It's like there's a lot of people that don't understand the the process of putting on muscle. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like these <laughs> actors that, you know, you just one day show up and they're ripped. Like, you're going to gain some fat putting on muscle. You have to bulk. And obviously, you can do it in a clean way where you're eating the rice and the chicken or you can dirty bulk and you eat fried chicken and stuff like that. But <laughs> there is a process of, you know, he's going to have to look noticeably, you know, maybe some people unhealthy or whatever. But there is a point where he's going to stop bulking and he's going to do the cut. And that's when we're going to see the pictures where he looks noticeably shredded and people are going to be like, oh, man, this and, you know, we're going to see the fire emoji and the oh, John's is a beast. Like, you know, it just 
it's so interesting how how he's figured out social media like that. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Like, I mean, I'm not the one to talk about like gaining muscle and stuff like that, man. You know, I'm a big dude, but I'm not like muscular by any means. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a grind. Like, I used to train on me. You know what I mean? That's another thing, actually, Lucas. Like, I didn't talk about that. I used to train, yeah, you right? Fight, you yeah. had to fight Muay Thai. Yeah, too, I, had, I had one fight. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Like, I, well, I wouldn't do it again. Like, I, you know, at the time, I would have did it again. But yeah, it's brutal, man. I mean, it's tough. You know, I had the one fight, so I always have that. You know, and James was there. A bunch of those guys were there. You see the picture I posted yeah. like a few weeks. Yeah. All those guys, that's what I'm saying. We had like a tight knit community. They're all supportive, right? That was awesome. But that helped me out, man. That in the beginning to gain all the knowledge I have now, you know, of the sport, of training, the techniques, and what these guys go through and what it takes to become, you know, just to have one fight. Like, dude, I, I don't think I could do it again. If, you know, like the training camp is brutal. I did it for like, you know, I was training like all the time, like, you know, striking, like pad work, some sparring and bag work. Like, it's a lot of like, cardio. Like, it's just a lot of work, man. I don't know if I can do it again, but the point is, like, I think that helped me kind of gain an edge a little bit on people because I don't think a lot of guys. I don't know if you train or not, but I think it's always beneficial, man. Like, I don't know if you've ever, you know, did jujitsu or if you've ever tried kickboxing or something, but like, or boxing, even like, or wrestling. Not wrestling. Wrestling's really fucking hard. <laughs> wrestling. Re the first wrestling class I did, I puked, bro. I ran to the bathroom yeah. and puked, and the coach was like, "That's normal." He's like, "Happened to me when I, my first wrestling class." I was like, "Oh man." Yeah. So wrestling was not my thing, but yeah, I love the striking, man. I, I, yeah, I mean, I was in better shape back then, obviously, you know? Like, you get in good shape and stuff, but it's a, it's tough, man, like what these guys go through. But the techniques and what you can learn, I don't know if you've ever trained, Lucas, but it could always benefit from it, man. So I, I did go through a phase in high school where, you know, I feel like when you're young, if you watch a sport enough times, you get excited and you think, like, I want to do that. I want to be an athlete. And then at some point you get humble. It's like, no, dumbass, you're not going to do that. But I went through that period in high school where I wanted to be the fighter. And, you know, I'm I, I'm in North Carolina. So it's like we're not known for, like, you know, a whole bunch of MMA gyms and stuff. So I was like, you know, I want to start by learning kickboxing, right? Seems like a good base. So I signed up for a class and stuff, and I show up. And there's, like, five overweight women. The instructor himself doesn't look very, you know. And uh, I realized halfway through it, like, this, this isn't learning how to kickbox with sparring and stuff. This is – a soccer mom cardio kickboxing class where I'm not going to learn oh, anything okay. and I'm just going to be hitting a heavy bag while the guy shouts random combo. So I was definitely disappointed, but you know, it, another person may have hyped that up like, you know, you know, sparring and all that stuff. But the one thing it didn't make me realize is you get tired fast. Yeah. Like, once you start doing movements like that, it's like, man, I gassed hard and I gassed quick. I, I was like, man, like, so you didn't want, you only did one class. No, because I was like, I'm not oh, a soccer okay. mom. Like, I, you know, I hate having moms in there tr yeah. telling me I'm doing a good job. It's like, no, and my e my ego can't take that. Like, I honestly thought I was going going to go in there and spar on my first day, which looking back, it's like, that's that's not how it works. But at the time, I definitely thought it was going to lead to something. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I kind of wish they still did train a little bit, but I just don't have the time anymore. Um, but I, I kind of wish I did because I loved it. You know, I really loved it, man. That's another thing. Like I, I still, I just don't think a lot of people have trained before. You know, I think it does help. Gives you a little bit of an advantage, I think, because you know, like I said, what they go through. Or someone like Dan Tom, right? Everybody looks at him. He's one of the greatest analysts. Yeah, and the big yeah. thing with him is, you know, he did these fights and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, trained, yeah, yeah. And I believe he's still training with some of these, some yep. of these guys. So Extreme. it's like, it's a huge advantage from guys like Robin Black, for example, who basically says like, if you don't train, if you haven't fought, you shouldn't be a, an analyst. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but You've seen like the guys that have fought or that have that experience. They, uh, you know, they bring something different to the table. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree, man. That guy's Dan's a great guy and great analyst, and I think that helps him. And Rob, we said Robin too, right? Like Robin yeah, is yeah. 
unbelievable. I, Robin's another guy. Actually, Robin's one of the oldest people. He's one of the guys I've known since the beginning. Uh, Robin's one of the guys I've known for the longest time. The, man, he was nice to me the first time I ever met him. So, like, I always remember that. You know, he was, like, those kind of guys are, are great to have. I don't really talk to Robin anymore. Not that we have any, there's nothing wrong. We just, <laughs> you know, he, I haven't seen him in a while. But we used to hang out and, uh, you know, have some beer sometime and talk about fights. Like, he's a great dude, man. He really is. And, and, and a, a, a really genuine guy, you know? And I think he has like, uh, you know, I've never talked to him, but he does seem like a super nice guy and everything. And when he does get into tactics, like you can tell like this guy knows his stuff, but his personality, like he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Like I feel like he, you know, I think he did an analysis of like a cheetah running onto a gazelle and everybody just started coming after him. It was like, he's got like a very big personality and man, as soon as you have a big personality in this industry, like people are going to love you and you're gonna have a lot of people hating you for, you know, for no reason. Yeah, no, for sure, man. It's true. But I think he's just, he's made some calls like when he said uh, Connor was going to knock out Floyd. That's kind of yeah. like people are just kind of like, you know, why do you make that call? But that's Robin's a great guy. I love the videos, actually. The, the one minute breakdowns are awesome, man. They're so funny, you know? But but yeah, those guys, like, the point is, Luke is like, he had a lot. I mean, that, I mean, you can't even compare what I did to him. I mean, he had literally, I think he had nine fights, right? I think he was, I think he was four and five. I should know this because I'm going to double check. We're going to pull up his top five. Robin <laughs> Black. And he also used to work for this place called Much Music, which was like a music. Yeah, four and five. I was right. See, because I remember he he was really upset that he didn't get that um, five hundred record. He wanted to fight. If you look at his thing, he had three uh, canceled fights to end his career. Like he just kept getting hurt, right? Um, but he wanted to end on a five hundred. But yeah, I mean, he's awesome, man. I did. I did get to see him fight. I think once. Um, what was this event called? No, I, yeah, yeah, he's awesome, man. For sure. Let, let me ask you this. We talked about our goals at the beginning of the show, and for you, obviously, you're in a great place right now. You get through this full time, but like in your wildest dreams, like what's like, you know, the biggest goal, like if, if someone could tell you, like someone comes up to you and says, we have millions, we can fund it, put it behind whatever project you want. What's like the, the biggest goal you can think of, you know, for your work in this industry? I mean, I don't know, man. Like I really love what I'm doing. I just love writing about the sport and talking about the sport. I just would like, I'd love to be paid more. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing decently well, but like not, obviously we always do better. Every, literally yeah. every walk of life, you can ask anyone from any industry, Lucas, they always say they want to get paid more. So I'm not like, sure. you know, saying anything crazy here guys but uh i did, like i love what I, i'm already doing what i love man i'm already doing what i love so i'm already happy lucas you know and and there's really no like i'm already there man so i'm happy you know i just i, I you know just want to i want to be happy and healthy and and make you know decent living and that's that's enough for me man that's the cool thing that's why i love when i see people in this industry like announce they go full-time it's like you have such a great feeling it's like you know like that person, you know, did what they had to do to get to that point. Like they didn't just decide they were full-time, like they busted their ass and it's like, and you know that for them to go full-time, you know, they love it. And that's, that's the cool thing about seeing people when they announce on Twitter, like, Hey, I'm putting everything into it. It's like, I, I don't know, man, I see it and I'm, I'm excited for them. So I'm like, you know, good for you. Yeah. I know that's, that's the dream of a lot of people. I don't know if you know that, like Lock of the Night guy. Do you know him yeah. at all? Yeah, yeah, well, like briefly, but yeah, I know. Yeah, like talking. I mean, like I've known him for the man pre. I've known him for almost the whole time I've been in this business. I've had him yeah. in like 2012, maybe I think he came in. He had this guy Gary Manji, um, who was a fighter. I think he's in one championship now. Anyways, we I remember interviewing him years ago, right? Now he's finally making it full time, like himself, yeah. right? He just announced on Twitter, he's like, I quit my daytime job to do this, yeah. like, which is awesome, you know. And I, I wish him well, man. He's a good, he's a good dude, you know um james too i mean james you know yeah. james wasn't full-time <clears throat> when i met him right he was he had another job yeah. at um discovery i think he was like i can't remember he was doing like editing and stuff i guess video editing i believe um and then he you know realized how much he loved me especially after we became friends i think both of us started to have that passion together again that whole group of friends like we all helped each other we all fueled each other man and some guys you know took different paths but 
you know, um, this is the path that me and him take. He took the video, like that's his obviously his baby, right? I'm more of like the writer. That's I think why we work well together too, me and him. Like I'll you know, he'll do an interview and shoot it to me and be like, yo, can you write it up for a website? I'm like, sure. You know what I mean? Because people want to read it. So it's always good to have like uh that kind of like camaraderie with a couple guys, man. You know, it's tough. I mean, like uh, yeah, I mean it's it's like I said, it's a tough industry, I think, to break in now. But um if you make some good friends, man, and some good mentors. That always helps, you know? For sure. It's cool being able to like just shoot a DM or something and you know that the other person like, yeah. you know, especially someone like James, like for example, that's always the mm -hmm. one that people use, but he's so candid. Like he's going to tell you straight up, you know what I mean? Some guys they'll give you fluff. That's not helpful. But with him, it's like, Hey, straight up, man, this is what's going good. Or this is what you need. Or, and it's cool having people like that. And I'm one yeah. of those people I always hesitate to reach out. Cause I'm always like, man, I hope I'm not bothering these guys. But at the no, same time, I don't like, think that. It's so cool that people are willing to help you, even though we are kind of competing with each other sometimes. That's true, man. Like I said, you have to find those right people. Right? Like, like a guy like James is always trying to be the Robin Hood of MMA is what he's telling me once. I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, no, for sure, man. Don't, like it, it's I mean, for me, dude, I mean, I still get nervous, you know, talking to some people sometimes. It's just natural, man. It's just That's just being part of a, per like a human being. There's no one that's like that I know that's ever been like not nervous with meeting someone. You know what I mean? Like it's just how it is sometimes. But we have to remember all like we're all in this together and, you know, it's it's all the same. It's all the business together. But you're not annoying. I don't think you're annoying anywhere, man. <laughs> well, I mean that that's good too. The only person I am annoying is Kevin Holland. That that would be the only one. But at the same time, like you know what, I'm pretty sure everybody annoys Kevin Holland. So that that's good. Uh, listen. So what happened with BJ Penn exactly? Where you know I kind of have an idea what happened. But so what happened? Where I believe that's the opportunity, right? That led you to being able to do this full time. No, I just it was just a, a good opening for me. Like um, this was a couple years ago, uh, two years ago, May. Remember, it's in May 2019, so I've been there for almost two years now, and just uh, I shot. I just wanted to, you know, see if they had any interest in bringing me on. After uh, James had left, he went to the score, and I knew there was an opening, and they said yeah. And it's just been, you know, ever since then, man. Just it's it started as a small thing. Lucas just went like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and that's what I've always wanted. But like I put the work in, bro. Like I I work a lot, you know what I mean? But yeah. I love it. So it's not it's it's work, but it's also like like I said, it's because I enjoy it. You know, I love getting new. Like, uh, to be honest with you, like most of my stuff wasn't really like a ton of news in the past. And then the last few years, it's, it's like a lot of news now. But the news writing is something that's, everyone wants to read the news, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, do you do, you do writing, Lucas, or are you just a video guy, mostly? Well, so that's the thing. I started as a writing guy, then I kind of gave it up because I hate transcribing. But now I'm back right, right. in the writing and I dude, need you, to get You know what? Up. You can't hate it, unfortunately. I, dude, I, look at, I transcribe every day, bro. Every day. I'm uh, fast oh, as man. hell at it now. I'm so fucking fast at it, man. The beast at it, man. Like, what do you I get use? It done. You use O transcribe? Like, you, I do my, I just listen and type, man. I don't use any machine. Yeah, man. I'm like, like, people don't realize I'm a freaking beast, bro. Like, I'm just like, like, I can hear something once and I can get a lot of the, the stuff correct, you know? Like, I don't know. I've got good at it. I hated it at four. I hated it. And I didn't do it, Lucas, for like the first couple years uh, when me and James used to do the party truck podcast. I was just lazy and I was like, now the podcast is enough. We just let people listen. Yeah. I should have been doing it the whole time. You know what I mean? So that was like, I delayed it. Now I get, you know, all this stuff. I'm just like, but I love doing, I actually love doing it. I, I, I've turned, I've, I, I hate it. Now I've kind of loved, I kind of love it a little bit. And the reason I do is because no, not really many people want to do it. Now, having said that, yeah. I fucking hate when people rip my, rip them off without credit. Most people do give yeah. credit. Most of the big sites do give credit, which is great. But if I do, I, I do look and it's sometimes if they don't, I'm like, mm -hmm, yeah, you know? Because yeah. that's the one thing we always do. I mean, I'm always, I always give credit, bro. We credit yeah. you. You know what I mean? 
obviously we 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 reshare in this industry. This is how the industry is. We're always resharing stories. We break news, they break news, we we you know mix it up. That's just how it is, right? As long as you give credit and you're always respectful, I think people will will appreciate that. You know, you always have to bro, if I see people ripping us off, I get so angry, man. It's just like yeah. I work for that. Like you're taking money out of my pocket now, you know. Exactly. I've seen my quotes get like translated and then it's like, you recognize the quote and then, yep. you know, it doesn't say where it comes from. It's like, you know, I don't care if it's in Japanese or whatever. Like that quote still came from me, my guy. Like it is definitely frustrating saying stuff like that. No, it is. It is, man. It is. But eh, what are we going to do? Well, we have James Lynch that jumped in the chat. So let me see. Put oh, no way. Name, are you serious? <laughs> put, put his name up on screen. Like, you yeah, know, James. Guy. I don't know if you were, if you heard James, I was, I was picking you up and I was talking about Carlin and Kareem and how we used to always chill together, man, back in the day. So Bigging you up, James. James is the man. Like I was saying, I, I, you know, he reached out to me years ago. I remember his, his old Twitter. Um, he had like the, I think it was the like Seahawks uh, outfit on, didn't you, James? Back in the day, when you reached out to me that, that one time, that was good. You know, like, see, that's the thing. He, James, you know what he's good at, man, and like, something I need to improve on. He's very good at networking. You know what I mean? He's the master yeah. of it. He's the master of it, right? He's For good sure. at it. But James is, a, he's a good dude. He's a genuine guy. You know, and if you're, he's good at talking to people, man. And that's always giving him a step up. That's why you see James really doing well now, you know, like every day, literally dude, every time I go on Twitter, he's just, he announces he's at a new outlet. I'm like, dude, yeah. this is awesome. Right. And you're yeah. like, how is he doing it? But it's cause he's good at what he does, man. And he's, and he's good at it. And he, and he loves the sport too. Dude, we used to hang out, walk, drink beers and watch the fights, man. Like that was back. Like we didn't have to write about it and do videos. It's a reaction and, and you know, react, writing and recaps and stuff like that. We were just watching the fights, man. That passion will take you somewhere. Like that's what you got. Remember, Lucas, it's all about the passion, man. Keep that fire going, bro. We talked about James Lynch and transcribing. James is the one very recently, I want to say last week or something, he was like, Lucas, you got to write these up, man. He's like, how many are you transcribing? How many are you writing up? So he's like, do you want these outlets? Take your quotes. And it's like, Dude, you know, just I, do it, man. What no, are you right. waiting for? No, like, I know. He's right. being lazy, bro. I mean, just do it, yeah, man. Trust right. me. I was being lazy, now you are. Like, just get it done yeah. because you're gonna. it's going to be a step above the other people. They don't yeah. want to do it. No one really wants to do it. Trust me. When you're like, you got to transcribe, you're just like, ah. But if you yeah. like start to love it because you realize, hey, people want to read this. That means it's going to do well. That means they're going to make some more money. Just remember that. It's always about doing well and providing, right, for your family. That's all it's about, man. Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's, and that's what it is. I think. There you go. It's like, it's like you could sit down and do it, but it's annoying. And that's why not everybody's going to do it. Lucas, do it, yeah. man. I'm telling you, like, that's, if there's one that you can take from today talking to me, it's get those, get those uh, interviews yeah. transcribed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you're just, you're wasting content if you're not. And again, yeah. I right. made the same mistake. That's why I'm telling you don't make the same mistake as yeah. me. So yeah. at least learn that from me. You know, if you take one, one thing away from me today. That was the thing is when I was at Flow Combat a few years ago, and mm -hmm. you know, and that was good and negative because right. I was kind of an idiot. But it's like, what happened, I, what happened there? Like, I know you working with James and um, Hunter, I guess, or, or whatever. Um, I know you were. What happened then? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I came in at a time where they were. I think that just let Dwayne go, and I had no idea. And I show up, I'm like, I get to work with the Dwayne Finley and Hunter and all that stuff. And then I realized, like, oh, okay, they're going through a shift. But when I started, like, I was I was transcribing. All I did was, you know, interview these guys, transcribe it, write it up. If you look, I'd have a ridiculous number of interviews a week and I'm still juggling school and, you know, running on passion. And eventually it just got to a point where, you know, I got kind of burnt out from it. And then I made the switch to video because I was tired of transcribing. The videos were shit. Like, let's just be honest. The videos were crap. And basically Flo was like, you know, we'll, we'll take the quotes, man. We're not going to take the video. And, you know, and naturally kind of fizzled out. And, you know, I, I did, I did bring Hunter on the podcast and we did talk about it, but it's like, I look at it and say, like, you know what? That was my fault because you yeah, know, transcribing course. comes back. I've screwed to up too, man. Like not like we all haven't screwed. I've messed yeah. up a lot too, man. You know, like but you have to learn from your mistakes. 
And I still learn from them. I still make I still make mistakes. We all still do. Got to learn from them though. Learn from that mistake and, and try to get better at it, right? It's funny as we talk about the transcribing thing. I think this week I had Eric Kowal hit me up like, "Hey man, are you writing these up, putting on the website?" It's like you know, here it is again. You know, the the glaring thing that you know people are reminding me of, and it's you know, and and there's no feeling quite like seeing your quote in another. You can do it for for Eric. You can yeah, you can yeah. do it. I don't know what you're yeah, waiting yeah. for. I do it for I I, yeah. I transcribe stuff for Eric. You know what yep. I mean? Like all the time. Yep. It's just I did it today. I think yesterday. Yeah, gone. I got the TMZ thing out before anyone. And then the, yeah. the and then the other people used the quotes, but they probably just did it themselves. But I was the first guy to get that out. You know, the guy I'm talking about Jones. Like, just do it, man. Yeah. For, if you're not first, you're last. Remember that too. That's another good good thing in mind. Chris yeah. always tells me that BJ Penn is like, if you're not first, you're last. We have to get it right. Can't be wrong. Yeah, exactly. I get it right, but you want to be first. You know, and, and, and like you said, if people are like, it's good. It's good that people are like picking up on your interviews. Like like you said, like that's a good thing in general. But you should be doing it yourself. I mean. I know yeah. John just started writing himself, John um, JHK, and yeah. I think he's great. And he just started kind of transcribing himself. Like I don't think he was doing it for long, for a while, so it's good. Yeah, John's one of those good people in the industry. Too, yeah, he's a good look dude. At I really like, like him. And he's got a lot of obstacles too, being in Korea, the time mm-hmm. change and everything. But it's like he's one of those guys like you want to see him be successful. He and is he a good dude, up. man. Yeah, yeah, he is a nice guy. A genuinely like decent guy. Like, you know, I, I like him a lot, man. Or when we saw that he was getting picked up by all these like Asian specific outlets, right? I think one of them Asian MMA, South Morning China. Yeah. And it's like, why didn't this happen earlier? Like, this seems like it makes sense to like, he's been yeah. covering these parts of the world. Like that just so natural. Like, he's been the grind in. He's been in, I yeah. think we, we had him on our show or I had him on my podcast, my own podcast, MAOB daily podcast. Um, like in, I want to say last summer. And I remember asking him and he's like, I've been in this business since like 2014. I think he told me, you're talking. I was like, really? Like, or 2015, maybe Luke, it's one of those two dates. And, I was like, oh, really? Like, I didn't even realize the last couple of years, right? Because he was just grinding his way up. You know what I mean? Yep. And you also kind of have to start at the bottom too. Like, I remember when this when it started. Like, I was watching like the um, you know local events here. They don't really do local events in Toronto anymore. But they used to have some events like there would be like local shows, Bellator. Like, that's a good way to to start off too, man. Um, to put that grind in. You'd like to skip ahead to the UFC, but you kind of gotta you kind of gotta start off. Like now, I'm kind. I feel like I'm in the UFC. Like. It's almost like I feel like I'm in the UFC now a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I've kind of worked through the regional circuit myself, and now yeah. I'm kind of like just entering the UFC. That's kind of how I feel, you know, a little bit, Lucas. And you're kind of like in that regional team, right? Are you trying to get to the next level, right? Yeah. But it, yeah. it's like a grind. You see how many guys are, are in that same spot. It's and you're trying to re- get ahead. So go and do that. Anyways, how much more time? Because uh, my my fiance's uh she's uh she wants me to get out of here soon. So. I mean, if you want to wrap things up, we can wrap things if, up. If that's possible, yeah. She's actually she's pregnant and she's really yeah. hungry, so I got to go eat, man. With her, she's, she's got to read something. But uh, I really enjoyed being on your show, man. Hopefully, you can take something from me, you know. Oh, of course. Uh, you're going to see a lot of stuff get transcribed. But before we Very wrap good. up, though, I always like to let people plug their stuff because you have social media, a million outlets, and all that stuff. So the floor is yours to plug everything. I appreciate that. So there's a few things here. So um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at mm martin. That's where I am on on, on uh, social media. Um, work for a few different websites, bjpen.com. We mentioned maoddsbreaker.com, um, elitefantasy.com, elitesportsbetting.com, myamanews.com. And uh, we, there's also this app called Fantasy Fanatics um, that I work for. It's very, very cool app. It's a free app. You can pick the fights. Plug those guys because they have a great app. Man. It's new. Um, John's working for them. James is working for them. Great guys. But uh, um, yeah, all those places, man. And, and um, you know, I have the podcast, MAOB Daily Podcast. We, I do it three times a week with uh, Marcel Dorf and uh, AJ Shulo. It's a great podcast on the mrlbreaker.com YouTube. Thanks again, man, for having me on. Perfect. Adam, thank you for coming on. For the people that made it this far, we appreciate you, and we'll see you next time.